Hello and welcome to Gunfighter Cast. I'm John McGregor here with my co-host Daniel Shaw. Daniel, how's it going? Going good. How are you, John? Uh, very good. Uh, Daniel has over 15 years experience as a U.S. infantryman. I have over 20 years experience as a law enforcement officer. Combined, we have about 30 years of experience as firearms instructors and 32 years of experience with concealed or off-duty carry. Uh, the purpose of this show is to discuss firearms, equipment, and training as it relates to self-defense from a military, law enforcement, and civilian perspective. Uh, welcome, Daniel. Hey, John. So today we're going to talk a little bit about body armor, right? Yes. Kind of carrying on our ensconcing in our home or home defense scenario we gave, we talked about the importance of body armor and things we could use it. So we figured we'd go ahead and talk about some body armor, give you some options out there, maybe some even affordable options. Mm-hmm. But I guess before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about our sponsor. Yes, Ares Gear. Basically, the tactile belt that we've uh, both chose to wear. It is the chosen one. It is the chosen belt. Just like uh, I think we talked about a little bit in one of our previous episodes, but uh, I mean, I, I know I'm wearing mine every day, still uh, trying to wear test this thing every day. It's coming up on four or five months now, still showing, you know, nowhere other than on the buckle where I jumped on the concrete a couple times. You were doing your, your, your dynamic prone. Uh, I was p- practicing my SWAT roll from uh, the SWAT movie there. And I mean, I don't know how much. Mine's got some wear on the buckle a little bit too, but like seasoning, definitely not anything. I mean, just like little scratches. I think it, I think it adds character. Oh, yeah. But I, I didn't do anything dynamic or anything. You just run into stuff. Yeah. Cool. Slide across hoods and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, if you're interested, uh, you know you should go talk to Jake at AriesGear.com, and we are having a contest as part of our uh, Freedoms Network affiliation. Anybody that signs up to the Freedoms Network group in uh, before October 1st is going to be eligible to uh, grand prize being a Ranger belt for free, and the second and third prize being 20% discounts on a Ranger belt, which is a higher discount than he even gives the law enforcement and military guys. And as such, it can't be combined with those, but it's uh, you know the biggest discount he offers. So definitely uh, sign up for our group, and uh, Daniel will be drawing that on October 1st. Yep. While you're there at the group, might as well go ahead and start a discussion and say what's up. All right, so uh, well, let's talk about body armor. It's probably going to be a quick one. We're going to come in here and knock it out, throw out some information, and uh, leave you with it to go body armor shopping. I think the reason somebody would need body armor, we'll start off with that. Why would somebody need body armor? Uh, why do you wear body armor, John? Uh, because I don't want to get shot. So does body armor keep you from getting shot? Uh, no, but if I do get shot, hopefully it's uh, not going to go right through and hit uh, sensitive parts of my body. Hopefully it'll uh, allow me to continue the fight and uh, take care of my attacker and then uh, seek medical attention. You know, different types of material, Kevlar, uh, I think it's called Dyneema and other stuff too. You know, we're not going to get into specifics of that or level 1, 2, and 3, and 2A, 3A, and all that stuff like that and bore you with it. If you want to know about that, just type in body armor levels and look it up on Wikipedia or something, and uh, you can get all that very, very quickly. But yeah, uses. Uh, I was just going to say, if you did want to hear that information, um, I think it was Alex Haddock's Practical Defense had uh, Doc Wesson on. I think he did like a two-part thing on body armor that uh, I guess yeah, I, remember seeing I that. guess that's what Doc Wesson does is design that stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. he would certainly be the one to uh, listen to as opposed to you and I who are just uh, users of this stuff. 
Yeah, we are not designers. We're just end users. We'll talk about two different types of body armor. So basically, the way I think of it is you have concealable body armor uh, and you have external armor. The example of concealable would basically be what uh, John wears on a daily basis uh, underneath his uniform. Uh, and then if he's about to go probably serve a high-risk warrant, I'm guessing you'd probably throw in some external armor, right? Correct. I've got um, the concealable type and the um, a soft kind of tack vest kind of thing. Uh, and actually, they're both rated the same. Uh, we, you know, we said we weren't going to get into levels, but uh, we carry 357 SIG as our duty ammo. So um, we obviously want a vest that's going to stop our duty round in case somebody gets our gun away from us. So we have Type 3A on both the concealable and the tack vest. Uh, doesn't have any more ballistic protection absent throwing a rifle plate into it, but it uh, gives more protection in that more area is covered. So you don't wear a plate in your, your armor? Uh, I don't um, have a rifle plate in my armor, no. That's scary. Yeah. Well, luckily, most of the time, you know, when, when something like that happens, I'm sneaky in the bushes with a scoped rifle, so I don't uh, wear the tack vest as much as uh, a lot of the other guys on the team. Yeah. Uh, well, how about listeners of, of Gunfighter Cast out there? Maybe you not law enforcement, but you work security for some company. Or maybe you're just going to an area that you think you might want to wear something because you've got to go work on something or whatever it is your profession is. I put down in the show notes like ATM maintenance. The feces has hit the oscillating object, and uh, now you got to go shopping. And don't go to Walmart. Go to the Walmart distribution centers. And you're going to be coming back with a truckload of stuff, and maybe somebody wants to come take all your stuff. That's your end-of-the-world scenario, but uh, without sounding like uh, I need to put on my tinfoil hat or anything. Just uh, dangerous areas, you know, whatever kind of work you do, uh, you know, high-risk stuff or just in an area where you don't feel comfortable. Yeah. I remember uh, most of the time, some people would listen to the show like, body armor on a daily basis? Are you crazy? I don't ever get shot at. Well, you carry a gun, right? So then you're kind of planning for that uh, – pre-planned scenario of having to use your firearm because that is something that we can plan for in the future so we carry that firearm so uh you know why not wear some body armor if you do feel like you're going into an area that you know is a little bit more dangerous than than others for whatever reason the beltway sniper up in uh dc people were buying body armor like crazy and wearing soft armor to stop rifle rounds because they didn't understand but they thought they were buying bulletproof vests and it was nothing to see someone on the news walking around dc area with body armor on they, some people listen like, that's crazy wearing body armor. Well, let a couple people get shot by a guy laying in the trunk of a car, and then it's perfectly cool to wear body armor. You know what I mean? It's funny how things change so fast. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I wear it at work. I don't typically wear it off-duty, but, uh, you know, some of the things, some of the situations I think about is, you know, something like a uh, post-Katrina type of situation where, you know, things are broken down. It might even be for just... Uh, you know, six days to a week before things get spun up and back to normal. But, you know, during those, during that time period, uh, that might be a, a time where you want to have some something concealable or even something external uh, just to protect yourself during the uh, the period of craziness where people may be coming by to, uh, you know, rob you of your supplies because they didn't prepare themselves. Yep, that's an excellent point. And the other, the other point I want to make too is, um, Again, uh, almost a common theme, but, you know, check your local laws and so forth. Uh, make sure that uh, you are 
legally able to have concealable body armor and you know make sure you're not going any place where you're not allowed to have it. Yep. External armor. You know, law enforcement obviously, you know, server warrants and, and whatnot, you're gonna definitely want to wear some kind of external armor. We talked about it in the last episode, ensconcing in the home. I think that's an excellent position for some external armor. We talked about having magazine pouches or some other kind of pouch on there with a cell phone, prepaid phone on a charger, but dropped in that magazine pouch. Uh, you can grab it and go, and it'll disconnect from the charger on the fly or just unplug it before you go, whatever. You can have a lot of things that you need. You can have a little first aid kit on that body armor, some kind of little trauma kit, you know, in case someone does get shot. You can put the little tourniquet on uh, or, you know, a little quick clot bandage or whatever it is you may have. Uh, you can have it all right there on that armor ready to go. You also, of course, you know, get the protection of the armor, which is uh, probably the, the best part. Uh, having something in your vehicle, uh, I like having some kind of armor in my vehicle in case there is some kind of uh, active killer situation. Nobody a few months ago thought that somebody would come shoot up a, a theater. Uh, I don't think that you know the next place I'm moving to in North Carolina that someone's going to go shoot up a Walmart or a local mall or a school or anything. But it, it's I was thinking about this today. It's we're all seem like we're we're just a, a day away, or it's just it's very very possible that. We could be seeing our city or our town on the news because these things that pop up, Columbine, Aurora, all these things, it's, it's cities that we've never really even heard of. And now suddenly everyone knows they exist because somebody did something extremely evil there. Uh, these things could happen anywhere. And so I don't, I don't, I think it's uh, definitely feasible to have some kind of body armor in the back of a vehicle with some kind of kit on there to fight with if you need to in the first aid, uh, some kind of trauma kit. To grab if you need to, if you're in that kind of situation and you can't get out or you still have family members inside or for whatever reason. Absolutely. And anytime, you know, you're talking about uh, your first aid kits or anything else, you want to have the uh, the requisite training to go with them. I mean, it's it's fun to go out and buy this stuff and set yourself up looking like, uh, I don't know, like uh, Solid Snake or whatever. Um, but <laughs> solid snake what do you know about solid snake uh, only what i heard on the gun dudes that was that was for tommy right there but okay. uh you know set yourself up with all that all that kit but you want to know how to use it as well yep absolutely and there's a lot of good places to go get some uh get your learn on on some first aid and, uh, but you know most of this the basic stuff is, is very easy to learn we did a show a long time ago about basic life support and uh stuff like second or third or something show mm -hmm. maybe we'll uh re retouch on that here in the near future Cool. Something I've been uh, interested in increasing my abilities at. Mm -hmm. Talked a little bit about what to attach to the armor right then since we're on that. Um, well, I, I mean, I think one of the, um, you know, whether you're going to have it in your home for your ensconced defender or uh, in your vehicle um, is some kind of something you take with you. Kind of all the stuff we talked about in the uh, that last episode, things like having, you know, not only a, a weapon-mounted light but also some type of flashlight inside your your tack vest, your uh, external armor. I, that was solo for that one a while back, but uh, I talked about gear placement on your armor. You might want to go back and check that one out. I talked about placement of pouches, so we don't have to get into that right now. Where you should put your first aid kit, you know, where you should have your magazine pouches, radio, if you have that kind of stuff. Just I gave some ideas there. You might want to go back and check that one out. Now, with your um, your external armor, you have a, uh, a rifle plate or you run in soft body armor? Plates front and back. You know, we talk about all the time, pistols, what you use to get to your rifle. I don't think bad guys are stupid. I think if they want to cause somebody harm, they're going to know that a rifle is going to work better than a pistol. 
people break into the houses all the time with pistols and rifles and stuff, but um, or shotguns. I just want to have something that will stop everything or most everything. You know that uh, that plate will stop 7.62 at point blank range. Yeah, it might hurt. Yeah, you might have a rib puncture, a uh, lung or something like that at point blank range, but uh, you're not going to get that penetration in, in the body. And, and you always want if you're using a plate. I see people all the time in the military just putting a plate in a plate carrier and not having any soft armor. You've got to make sure you have soft armor behind that plate. You get that back facing uh, and have that will actually protrude out the back of the plate very, very rapidly and cause a lot of damage on your body. Having that soft armor behind that plate absorbs that impact and spreads that force out across your body instead of generalizing it all or uh, centralizing it all in the same location and can really cause a lot of damage for yourself and hurt you. So you're kind of doing yourself a disservice to have just a, a plate and no soft armor behind that plate. But yeah, I'm, I'm all about having the plates. You know, when I first met Mr. Plates, I was like, God, these things suck. They're so heavy. But I've seen them save lives of uh, friends of mine and other Marines and, and uh, where otherwise, if they didn't have the plates in, uh, there'd be a lot more dead folks, uh, dead good guys. Those plates have saved a lot of lives. Yeah, it's a little bit more weight. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Uh, and if you have it you got to train with it and once you put that plate in and all your ammunition on your body uh you weigh like a stupid amount of heavy it definitely makes your life a little bit more miserable but uh can make your life a lot longer too so uh do you have any suggestions on where people could find armor either um well i assume they're gonna have to buy it uh since it's not just laying around but where would you suggest people look to uh go buy their armor i'm glad you asked that john you know, I was looking around the internet trying to find some good places to go get some cheap armor where it just doesn't cost much, that has soft armor in it. Because uh, I see a lot of plate carriers that don't have any soft armor. I see a lot of uh, soft armor that doesn't hold plates for reasonable prices. And the best thing that I found, I found, and I'm not saying it's the best thing that's out there or the cheapest thing that's out there, but I spent a few hours looking around the internet, every site that I know, and some sites that I didn't know. You know, I, I'm pointing people to U.S. Palm. That's where... Uh, I think if I didn't have what I have right now, that's where I would go make a couple of purchases for body armor for my ensconce in the home scenario and maybe the back of my vehicle scenario. Uh, they have some different products out there, not very expensive, that have soft armor in them. Uh, you can purchase plates as well actually, and definitely increase your protection level uh, with that armor and also you know, attach those products that we talked about that you may need on that armor. So I'm going to say go check out U.S. Palm, and I'll put that link in the show notes. Take you right to the body armor, and you can just, it'll be self-explanatory. You can get there and see the prices and see what they offer. Look around. If anybody else out there finds something, you know, more affordable or better, please let me know about it. I'd like to know, too. Uh, every once in a while, you can find some stuff on eBay, but you don't know what kind of condition it's in or how old it is. Uh, you know, if all the law enforcement agencies are throwing their body armor away after five years, uh, you probably don't want to buy something that's 10 years old. You know, so it might be cheap, but not what you want to, you know, put your life on. I also, when I was used to do the firefighting thing, I used to shop at Gauls all the time. So they send me emails constantly trying to sell me stuff. Uh, Gauls, G-A-L-L-S. Just type that in uh, Google or click it in the show notes. Um, make sure you don't leave out one of the L's and type Gauls because your wife's going to walk by right then, obviously, and see that you're at gals.com. And uh, that'll be ungood. So, uh Gauls, G-A-L-L-S, two L's. Uh, they, they're always running specials and stuff uh, on body armor. I think after they have this stuff in stock for a while, because they outfit a lot of agencies, 
uh, in bulk and stuff. And I think after they have some excess for a while, they put that stuff on sale for really cheap. So if you uh, follow their email newsletter, you'll probably eventually see some pretty good deals on some soft armor, mostly time uh, concealable stuff. And that's what I came up with, John. Well, I was just going to ask you, uh, and I don't know because I haven't shopped for this, but uh, is there anything in there in like a military surplus or anything to look for or anything to stay away from? Military surplus? Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't see much armor. In I mean, if you go to eBay and look for some play carriers, you're going to find a thousand different airsoft type stuff, replicas that mm-hmm. aren't very quali- good quality. And, you know, when you're talking about something that's going to stay next to your bed, you don't have to go out and buy uh, an Eagle Cirrus $600 vest and then buy $700 worth of armor and put it in it and then spend another 1000 bucks on plates. You don't have to do that for something that's just going to be laying there. I have an Eagle Cirrus vest because I like it and I wear it all the time. Uh, I also have an Eagle Scalable body armor. You can find some of the Eagle Scalable stuff, uh, which is what the Marine Corps uses, on eBay. And uh, I've seen some of that out there for about two and $300. And it already has level 3A soft armor in it, and it's ready to receive plates. Just drop them right in there. Uh, it's also got some quick release mechanisms if you need it. Uh, it's, much, it's pretty decent body armor. It's not the, my favorite plate carrier for wearing forever. It would work great for the scenarios that we've described. And you could probably find that plate carrier with soft armor in it on eBay for a couple hundred to three hundred dollars. And uh, you may find some of the interceptor vest, uh, referred to as the interceptor or the OTV. That'll take plates, uh, not as quick to throw on. It's more like a vest type thing, uh, but it'll have level 3A soft armor in it as well and uh, from point blank. But I haven't really looked around to see what they're out there or what they're going for, but there should be a gazillion out there in the world right now, so you could probably find some for a pretty good price. Now, what if um, what if I'm down at my local Army Surplus store and I see something called a flak jacket? Is that the same thing as uh, the body armor you're talking about? Are you talking like an old flag jacket that we stopped wearing in the early 2000s? Exactly. That's when, the Marine Corps, that's when the Marine Corps stopped wearing them. And we brought them in uh, in Korea and uh, warm in Vietnam. And then uh, early 2000s, we, we realized that uh, shrapnel wasn't, is still a huge concern. Uh, but also getting shot is a concern too. Basically, those flag jackets, they will stop high-speed shrapnel. And a lot of this other body armor, like... Um, Say that Interceptor OTV and the scalable body armor, the plate carrier, and things I talked about, those things are going to stop shrapnel. They all have to, the, the military specification ratings, they all have to start, they all have to be able to stop shrapnel at a certain speed uh, and size, and they also have to be able to stop whatever rating they are, you know, 3A, uh, whatever that is, 44 Magnum, point blank, or, or whatnot, uh, depending on, I mean, they'll stop, you know, everything in between. The flag jackets aren't designed to actually stop handgun rounds and definitely not rifle rounds uh, you may have a little bit of uh, a little bit of help slowing down a projectile but it's uh chances are it's not going to stop it it's not going to stop a nine millimeter it's not going to stop that 40 or the 45 you may have a good hit and get lucky and it stop it here and there i've shot a few shoot a few flag jackets in my day and you know a few bullets were stopped and a few weren't even look like they slowed down yeah, that's your difference there, basically. Flag jacket, uh, not so great whenever you're in a gunfight. Excellent. Uh, anything else? Uh, no. I would say if um, you're going to wear it you know, for a home defense or you have to throw it on to fight for whatever reason, train with it on. A lot of people, I see them, would come out to the range and 
we're gonna go out and do some training and they show up and I'm like, where's your plates? I'm like, oh, I didn't want to wear them, man, it's heavy. Um, really? It's just it's stupid, man. You, you gotta go out there, put your body through the rigors of what that vest is gonna actually put you through under stress. So it's, uh, it will wear you out. And uh, what I like to do, I run quite a bit. Usually if my knees aren't killing me and I'm feeling good like I am right now, I'll throw on a, a flag jacket, or we call it flag jackets, but we all know they're not flag jackets now, but flak run or whatever, but really I'm wearing my you know, plate carrier with plates in it, either my Cirrus or my uh, Scalable, and uh, I'll just go for a run with that thing on. Just a nice slow run, cover a long distance, strengthen the legs, strengthen the lower the back, and everything that's uh, basically required to carry that thing for a long period of time. That really helps you out whenever you're going to go stand on the range, holding your gun up, doing magazine changes, clearing stoppages, moving around, going from prone to standing, kneeling to standing. It's uh, Your body needs to be a little bit stronger and sustain that for longer. So you got to introduce your body to it and uh, condition yourself. Sounds like a good idea. Yep, train. Anything else? No, I think we're... You just, you just asked me that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I, that's it. I think we're ready to move into our uh, last segment of the show. Let's move. All right. Basically, uh, follow us on Facebook. Twitter, Google+. Plus. Make sure that uh, if you want to support the show, a couple things you can do. Um, if you buy Daniel's iPhone app, he uh, gets some money out of that. Uh, <laughs> if you visit the recently redesigned Gunfighter Cast website, uh, that was all Daniel. Hit the donate button. You can donate to him as well. Are you working on getting a raise right now, like saying how I did all this stuff and everything? Is that what you're trying to do? Are you still on this raise, raise kick? Yeah, I want another... Uh, 20% over the high fee that I'm getting already. I'll think about it. Uh, but if you're not looking to spend money, uh, iTunes reviews help us out too. If uh, if yep. you like the show, you give us a good review. It throws us a little higher up on the list. More people see us and uh, helps us out that way. And just uh, feedback, general emails. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear about, what you're tired of hearing about. Join us on the Freedoms Network in our group and start a discussion. Or just send us an email. It doesn't matter. Whichever way you like. We'd just like to hear from you. We see the downloads, but uh, we'd like to hear from you more. So by all means, talk to us. John's approachable. Even though he seems kind of mean sometimes, he really is a nice guy. Yeah, you've never met me, have you? You seem like a nice guy. Yeah. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So now, go I think ahead. you covered all of them. I don't know if anybody's on Google+. Plus. I Sometimes people add us to Google+. Plus. I don't know what's happening to that. I think Facebook's winning that, that contest. Yeah. But, uh, join us on all those. Twitter. John's even up on Twitter. He's branching out. Oh, he's yeah. on Twitter page. And also, we promised our buddy Rob Pincus that we would tell everybody to come join his Twitter account and follow him on Twitter. He's always got some controversial argument going on. He's an interesting, fun guy to have on Twitter. So uh, he will reply to pretty much anybody who says something to him, too. So pretty cool. So go holler at Rob. The at Pincus Rob is his actual Twitter account. Yep. And uh, as always, join the NRA, Second Amendment Foundation, Gun Owners of America, and then whatever local organization you have around there, you know, local gun clubs or whatever. Get in there, get busy, and uh, protect these gun rights, and have fun, take somebody shooting. All right. I left you with nothing to say after all that, huh? No, just um, like we talked about, emails, Daniel at GunfighterCast or John at GunfighterCast.com. Until next time, be safe. And GunfighterCast out.